You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Inside Healthcare, NCQA's podcast. I'm Lawrence Green. Today, we feature Wendy Talbot, NCQA Assistant Vice President of Measure Collection, Audit IT, and Information Products to discuss the Data Aggregator Validation Pilot Program and the HEDIS audit process. Let's get started. So can you tell us what HEDIS Compliance Audit is and why it's so important? Sure, yeah. Um, the HEDIS Compliance Audit is a program that NCQA has had probably since about the late 90s. Um, and it's a program that health plans uh, undergo in order to be able to report valid HEDIS rates. Um, so a lot of uh, regulatory agencies like CMS or state agencies, uh, any health plan that works with NCQA to go through the accreditation process um, and is accredited with performance measures is required to undergo the HEDIS audit to ensure that their reported HEDIS measure rates are valid, um, conform to the measure specifications, and actually represent the, the source of truth in terms of what services are being provided. So it really offers an apples to apples comparison when um, the data are used to uh, compare performance or to pay performance on or any of that kind of stuff. Interesting. And what is one of the most challenging aspects of HEDIS compliance audit? So one of the biggest challenges that's actually um, arisen over the last several years and actually kind of led to the piloting of this data aggregator validation program is the auditing and use of what we call supplemental data. Um, the HEDIS audit requires that any data source that a health plan is using to report their HEDIS measures has to be audited. So, mm -hmm. you know, that might make you think about their claims data or their enrollment data or medical record data. But there's this whole um, category of data sources that health plans rely on to collect data to use to contribute to reporting that is required just due to the nature of the way supplemental data are collected and, and used to actually undergo uh, an even, um, in some respects, a little more rigorous audit, particularly the non-standard supplemental data, which is really where um, clinical data, which are those data that feed out of an EMR system that is kind of provided directly from provider offices or hospitals. Um, those are the clinical data that require a little bit more review from the auditor to make sure that they uh, represent what's actually going on in the services that are being performed. So the challenge of that is that these supplemental data sources are increasing in volume mm -hmm. and the data are a little newer. Um, so unlike claims data that have been around since the beginning of reporting, uh, they're used for payment purposes. Clinical data are, are just that. They communicate clinical findings and, and procedures. And so um, in a world where entities are just beginning to start using them and become familiar with them, uh, the audit around those is also evolving. Got it. Okay. And what is the data aggregator validation program? Yeah, so it is a, a pilot program that NCQA has been working on since about the fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. And we were presented with an opportunity to work with the state of New York and a couple of their HIEs to see if we could develop a program that NCQA would take on the validation of a data aggregator. Um, in the example of the pilot program that we're working on, the aggregators are uh, HIEs or health information exchanges. Uh, mm -hmm. But the term validator could actually be any type of vendor or entity that is aggregating data from multiple sources, be it provider offices, uh, 
hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, laboratories, radiology clinics, anything of that nature where they're collecting those data from what we're calling ingestion sites, aggregating them together to really produce a, a picture of a patient's care. They provide that to the end user in, in HEDIS examples, it would be the payer or the health plan that they would use to then integrate with the rest of the data that they have available to them um, to then be able to produce quality measures, uh, HEDIS mm -hmm. measures for that. Um, so it, it's really a program where NCQA would take on the validation of those aggregators so that the health plans who receive the data do not have to then undergo the audit of them again for their use. Uh, currently, right now, the requirement is, is that every health plan has to have their data audited by their auditor. And mm -hmm. the way that reporting happens, a health plan might have two or three auditors. So if they have an auditor who's auditing their state Medicaid data, um, that data source has to get audited by them. If they have an auditor who's auditing their Medicaid, Medicare submissions, they would have to get that data audited by them. So a health plan might be undergoing two audits. They have to go back to, let's say, the HIE to get the data validated. And then that HIE might be sharing data with five health plans who each undergo audits. So mm. the burden is really heavy on the audit at the health plan level, as well as at the aggregator, who's potentially being asked to participate in audits multiple times. Mm. Um, so the concept of this program is that if we can do that validation of the aggregator, deem their data to be valid, then the recipient of that can use those data for HEDIS reporting and the HEDIS auditor would not need to go back multiple times to the same source to validate it again. So what are the main goals and reason for creating this program? Yeah, so the, the main goal is really to reduce the burden of the audit and to allow the aggregators to share data with the health plans or the payers um, that are considered standard supplemental data. Um, and that standard supplemental data really is what eliminates the need for um, the heavy lift at the health plan during the HEDIS audit where they would have to chase that data all the way back to its source. So. Mm -hmm. The goal is for the exchange of standard supplemental data that reduces the need for the HEDIS auditor and the plan to have to further validate that data. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really the main reason for trying to create this program is that really to ease that burden of audit and allow these data to be validated um, once or at least annually by NCQA so that they can be used more fluidly um, in quality reporting. How specifically will this program make things easier on health plans, auditors, and clinicians? Yeah, so the main um, the challenge, I think I mentioned a little bit ago that mm -hmm. uh, clinical data typically are considered non-standard supplemental data. And as part of the HEDIS audit process, non-standard supplemental data come with the requirement that the health plan has to have that data source undergo what we call primary source verification. Mm -hmm. um, and this is an activity where the auditor picks a sample of cases out of the data source and then traces it all the way back to where it began, which is the actual electronic medical record in the provider's office. Um, so if you think about how that would work is that I'm a health plan who got data from an aggregator who then I have to go back to the provider that submitted them that file. That's a lot of intermediary steps to go find that point at which it began. Mm -hmm. So by having NCQA take on the role of validating the aggregator and working directly with the aggregator to do 
um, the validation of the data, including primary source verification activities, we will remove that burden on the health plan and the auditors to have to do that again times the oh, wow. number of product lines and the number of sources. And then ultimately, in terms of the clinicians, they're not necessarily getting asked 15 times throughout the HEDA season to essentially provide the same data. So it's really kind of helping to just move. The audit's not really changing. It's just moving where it takes place Mm -hmm. so that NCQA takes care of it with the aggregator prior to them sending it to the health plan to use. Um, So the data are still getting audited just at a, a step a little beforehand. Sounds like a big help. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely is. <laughs> and what kind of organization is this program targeted towards? And do the potential users benefit in different ways? Yeah, so I um, we, we're currently, as part of the pilot program, we're working with three health information exchanges or HIEs. Um, but the program is not limited to just HIEs. I think we've, we've tried to um, make that clear. I think sometimes it, we get caught up on the fact that we're working with HIEs and that that's what the program's for, but it's really not. An aggregator really could be any vendor or any entity, any any um, organization that is aggregating data. So you might be ingesting data from multiple sources, like I said, hospitals, provider offices, specialty clinics, and that you're putting that together to form an actual clinical picture of a patient's care. So the aggregators can come in any kind of shape or size. What what we would intend to do is really upon um, hearing interest from an organization who might be interested in going through this program, we would do kind of a screening and assessment of what their um, structure looks like to see if the program makes sense Mm -hmm. and also to see if it would actually be something they can complete because we don't want anyone to come through the program that might not be able to complete it due to the rigor or the, the need to go all the way back to the source to collect charts. Um, But definitely once an an entity has been identified as as being a candidate for the DAV program, the benefits for them really are that ability to share the data without having to encounter the additional steps of the audit at the health plan level, because that was really um, the request when we were approached by New York was that, you know, the HIEs had a wealth of data to share with the health plans. Uh, but the health plans were reluctant to take the data due to the burden on having to get it audited. So mm-hmm. um, the benefit will allow for a more streamlined and efficient flow of data from the aggregator to the plan without that concern for the additional auditing steps. So have you seen anything in the field similar to this program or is it the first of its kind? You know, I, I think honestly, this in terms of the approach that we're taking um, might be more the first of its kind because oh. we're digging into mm-hmm. the data a little more at a granular level, right? We're going to trace it all the way back to where it started. Um, we're looking at more ensuring that what was somewhat documented in the medical record actually kind of came out in that export and still maintains that same level of integrity when it sends out to the end user. I think other validations look at format and structure, mm-hmm. and we are going a little bit beyond that. Um, and so I, I think that that this is potentially the first of its kind, and I'll, I'll caveat that with saying that I, I haven't come across anything, but I guess that doesn't mean that that's um, not true, but it's definitely a first of its kind for NCQA, so. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And where are you in the process of developing um, the DAV program? So we are, currently in the piloting phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll take a minute to kind of give a little back uh, story on kind of what the phases of this program um, 
were as we began it with with the um, the work with New York in the fall of 2019, it was kind of presented to us as kind of a three pronged um, approach to looking at the development of a program. Um, the first approach was really, or the first prong, sorry, was really to um, do some discovery. So work with the HIEs really just from the information information gathering phase where we uh, met with them on site to find out what were their processes to take data in from provider offices, hospitals, et cetera. Um, what were the pain points? What were the successes? What activities did they do with the data once they were received? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then ultimately, how did they process them outbound to an end user? And then what were some of the challenges that the end user was encountering? So we talked to a couple of health plans and we talked with other type of vendors who were maybe on the receiving end of some of these output files. So once we had done a lot of the investigation and discovery work, we then moved our focus to actually developing the program, which is a set of standards and protocols in which to validate the aggregator against um, through a series of standards looking at from the very beginning in terms of how do you onboard and work with um, signing up a, an ingestion site to submit data? What are the requirements to do that? Uh, what are your quality controls around the data once you receive them? Um, is the aggregator doing any mapping, translation, scrubbing, cleaning of those data within their repository or data warehouse? And then ultimately, kind of how are you handling the exporting of the data? And part of that export piece is a, is a part that I actually uh, forgot to mention earlier on was that um, the other half of the validation program, it's not just ensuring that the data are accurate that are being transmitted, but they are actually transmitted in a, an NCQA um, specific uh, continuity of care mm-hmm. uh, file layout. So NCQA also created as part of this protocol standards creation, a continuity of care implementation guide. And that's really kind of the, the, the specifications for which an aggregator has to conform to in order to actually share the data with the end user. Okay. Um, and so that has been developed. The standards and protocols have been developed. And so then in about mid-March, we actually moved into the third phase of this program, which was to actually conduct live validations with the three HIEs that we've been working with. Um, So that began in March where we had them complete some documentation, um, which was a series of questions that we're calling the validation assessment tool. Uh, They answer questions about their organization, kind of what they do, how they work, Mm -hmm. provide supporting documentation to support their processes. Um, underwent what we were calling a site visit. Um, it actually was virtual due to the inability to travel in the spring, um, but conducted virtual site visits to kind of ask and answer questions, see demonstrations and those kind of things. And then currently right now we are undergoing that primary source verification activity where we're working with the HIEs. Uh, we've selected samples of cases that we are tracing back to the original ingestion site to validate that what is in the EMR, the provider offices match what's at the HIE and then ultimately going to be outputted to the end user. Um, We have also done the testing of that CCD information guide conformance. Um, So all three of the HIEs have passed that, which means Hmm. that they can create the output file in the NCQA prescribed layout, which is, like I said, one of the requirements of the program. Mm -hmm. So we are... um, we're there, yeah. So we're kind of in the middle of the the, the pilot. Um, mm-hmm. We are uh, hoping that that is going to be wrapping up. We did have to delay it a little bit just due to just 
some delays in terms of what's going on. Everything got um, delayed. <laughs> right now, absolutely. Everything got a little bit delayed. Yeah. It's been a learning process. You know, I think one of the biz- biggest successes that we can walk away from through this pilot, too, is just that learning um, from each other. We've been able to learn so much from the three HIEs we've worked with. Um, they've learned a lot from NCQA because they these entities haven't necessarily gone through an audit like this. And so there's mm. been a lot of aha moments in terms of like, oh, that's a good process improvement or something that we can implement. And then vice versa. We too have, you know, went about this program developing protocols and we're like, oh, well, that maybe isn't as important. So it's really been kind of a win-win even to where we are right now. Um, so that's uh, that's definitely been been a plus. So we are answering that question that you asked me. We are kind of still piloting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to wrap that up here uh, middle to end of September. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Moving right along. So what progress have you made? And you've kind of talked about this already a little bit, but what progress have you made and what challenges have you identified so far during its development? Yeah, so we have protocols. Uh, We have the NCQA uh, CCDIG, as we call it. That's the layout for the um, export files to be in. And we've developed an internal testing program for that file. Um, And we are, like I said, we're kind of in the middle of that primary source verification activity in which once we complete that, we will really nail down a defined methodology to complete that um, to make sure that it's the most robust, uh, but also not adding undue burden onto these entities because um, most, most aggregators get data from hundreds of ingestion sites. So we're trying to determine the best way to make sure that we're able to validate each ingestion site without mm-hmm. um, increasing necessarily that burden and the volume of data that would need to be reviewed. Um, and that's been, I think, one of the challenges as well is that, you know, when we think about some of the processes that we have in the HEDIS audit and then the scalability of those two entities, such as aggregators who are getting data from hundreds, if not thousands of sites, um, just kind of scaling that and, and keeping in mind the need to maintain the rigor of a validation program and the and ensuring the accuracy of the data while still being mindful of how to scale that based on size. Um, so that's been kind of one of the challenges. And then time, um, we are, are running this pilot really through, it was kind of a October, November through, we were supposed to be done the end of May into June. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so time's always tough. You mm-hmm. know, we've realized too that you need to, account for a little more time just in terms of just general delays. Um, But as you're learning a process, it's going to take trying to redo it and kind of backstepping. So um, taking time to make sure that things are right. Got it. All right. And tell us what is next for the DAV program? Yeah. So up next, um, like I said, we're going to finish up the pilot. Mm -hmm. Um, We are hoping to get that done here by the middle to end of September. Um, we're working with the HIEs now to finish up um, the primary source verification activity. At that point, um, based on everything we've learned from the protocol review and the implementation guide, the CCD standards, uh, we do have some editing and refinement to do. So we want to go back and update the protocols and standards to kind of account for the things that we learned through the first round of the validations, as well as make some tweaks and modifications to the CCD IG. Uh, So we want to integrate in any of those changes, deletions, additions that we need to account for based on what we've learned. And then really the expectation at this point, and timing is still kind of up in the air, but we're really looking to do um, what we're calling maybe a soft launch of the program Mm -hmm. because we think we want to continue to learn. There's still some things that we want to learn. 
but everybody's really eager about this program. So the plan is, is that in the fall, um, no specific date determined yet, but that we would do a soft launch with a couple of um, aggregators, not necessarily HIEs, maybe some other vendor types that we could um, bring through the program to test out the refinement and enhancements to uh, version one, let's say, of the protocols and the implementation guide so that we can make sure that those adjustments and those tweaks that we've made uh, really can can account for it and, and get us the results that we're looking for. And then really the bigger plans is that for a launch of this program um, as a program in its entirety for sometime in 2021, um, like I said, we have a lot of interested organizations who have come to us to ask questions, to uh, get on a waiting list for when the program's live. So we uh, we know the, the the need is out there. We know that there are definitely interested people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are eager to kind of move forward and, and, and be able to launch it as a program. So that's kind of where we're at. One important thing about this program to keep in mind um, is that it's a it's an entirety. So I've mentioned the protocols and standards, and I've mentioned the CCD implementation guide. And, and the intent is that in order for an organization to pass this validation, they have to complete both of the validations. It's not a one or the other, it's really in its entirety. Um, and then the plan would be is that an organization would get validated and there would be an annual revalidation of some sort. Um, what exactly that looks like at this point, I think is still to be determined um, based on just kind of how how an organization is onboarding new entities is it going to require just new sites to be audited or what that's going to look like so we do envision a revalidation um but we will determine what that looks like as the program matures um and then the other thing to remember is that it's we are looking to allow for you know the validation status would come with an ncqa seal um, but there are options for validated with exception. And, and the with exception really means that if you have, for example, an aggregator who has 350 ingestion sites, and maybe during the validation and primary source verification process, a handful of those sites just could not pass the primary source verification. Mm-hmm. We don't want to necessarily then prohibit that aggregator from being able to share any data we want to be able to assign them a validation status for those sources that pass the verification. Um, so we're working on what that would look like. I think initially in the protocols to begin with, we had a term that was called validated with exception. Um, but what it actually lands on, we will determine. But what it really means is that the aggregators pass the validation, um, however, is only able to share data from these particular sources. These others didn't quite pass the validation. So we're, we're work, looking to see how we can best word that because we don't want to prohibit the exchange of data um, just because a few sources might not have passed. Very exciting. Well, Wendy Talbot, thank you very much for being a guest on Inside Healthcare. And uh, we'll be talking to you again next time. Great. You're welcome. And and I'm excited to share this information and see where it goes. All right. It's going to go far. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) And that does it for this episode of Inside Healthcare. Before you go, make sure you rate us on your podcast streaming service. And remember to check out our digital measurement community portal, a place to learn and collaborate for people who develop, use, and support digital quality measures. You can check out that website at ncqa.org backslash digital dash measures. Thanks again for joining us. We will see you again. Take care.